Next on BYUSN, welcome to the Vegas Bayou. Back at the Orleans Arena for BYU's final West Coast Conference basketball tournament. The Cougars get started tomorrow, but is it get to semifinal Monday or bust for the men and women? Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, March 2nd. Let's go! March get it up, basketball. people! Let's go! Pack yeah. the arena! Oh, hey, Michael we a, Hunter. We got a few How's it going? We've got a few people making their way into the Orleans <laughs> Arena. So mostly our crew for this show. <laughs> Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton alongside celebrity airline specialist Jerome Jordan. Yeah, fun uh, fun trip here yesterday. Gold medalist wrestler Rulon Gardner was on the plane. Uh, Bryce Doman was on the plane, former BYU receiver. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not to mention, uh, you know, four missionaries. Hashtag safety zone. Uh, obedience. And then uh, we Did had. Did they say obedience no, or was they, it situational no, no. awareness? Uh, okay, full disclosure, my cousin's on a mission, Chili. <laughs> Shout out to Haley. She, she said, my situational awareness needs to be better because da da da. No, I just, all I replied to her was obedience. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Um, and then we had BYU's all time leading scorer, Tyler Hoster, national champion, uh, uh, Blaine Fowler and uh, Dave McCann was, you know, we were on together. Chris Kozlowski. Uh, I was not on that flight. You were not on that flight. I wish I were on that flight. <laughs> you were later um, than us. <laughs> Much so later. Yeah. So here we are. But it's exciting to be at the Orleans. I haven't been here since uh, 2020. Last two years, different setup, studio there. We're going to do, uh, this is the set for halftime and the tournament update show between games in a session. Tyler Haas will be there. But Kristen, Dave, Blaine, you. Call the games. Uh, of course, it's four today. It's four Friday. It's two Saturday. It's two Monday. This is our thirteenth year doing this. We actually came here the year um, before BYU got in the league. How wild is that? Thirteen. And here we years. are. And this is the last one because uh, I don't know if you heard BYU's going to the Big Twelve next year. But uh, it's been a fun ride, and we look forward to an exciting tournament. Uh, BYU men and women certainly has five seeds, a little lower than maybe what we were hoping coming in. But uh, you can make a run on this court and make some noise, and we'll talk about what that looks like uh, today on the show because we're going to talk to WCC Interim Commissioner Connie Hurlbut, who previews the tournament. BYU's women's basketball coach Amber Whiting discusses the West Coast Conference Awards uh, and tomorrow's second-round game, of course. BYU fans find a new way to troll Utah oh, yeah. in the top five Thursday. Hey, we're in Vegas. Let's talk about Vegas on a Thursday. Cougar West Coast Conference tournament performances. But first, here are today's headlines. Beginning with the West Coast Conference announcing their annual awards and all-conference teams yesterday, notably from BYU on the men's side. Husini Traore on the all-WCC second team. Spencer Johnson named an all-conference honorable mention. Dallin Hall with a very well-deserved spot on the all-freshman team. On the women's side, Lauren Gustin won co-defensive player of the year. That means they tied in the vote. And was on the first team with Nani Falate as well. Amanda Barcella was on the all-freshman team. BYU Gymnastics wins their final home contest of the season in a dual meet with the Seawolves of Alaska Anchorage. Did the you Cougars say this is the way? Scored a 196.350. I did say this is the way. Nice. We'll have more on that later in the show. BYU has now dropped one of their low scores, and it bumped them up to number 28 in the hey. latest national rankings. Let's go. The Cougars will now face number 16 Ohio State in Columbus tomorrow at 6.30 Eastern. Baseball hosts its first home game of the season today. It's currently 31 degrees. Provo, 5 Eastern against Omaha. Omaha! On the BYU TV and BYU radio apps, Cougars looking to snap a six-game losing streak. Make sure you have an extra-large hot chocolate if you're going to that game. 
Shep and Greg will be indoors looking. BYU softball matches up with Oregon State out of the Pac-12 in St. George today at the Trailblazer Tournament. First pitch at 3 p.m. Eastern. The Cougars 8-5 on their season. And former Cougar Michael Rucker pitched an inning in the Cubs spring training. 5-3 win over my Mariners. The spring training was just calm down. Got a strikeout and induced a double play. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Viva March Basketball in Viva Las Vegas. It's March. Anything goes, especially in college basketball. And in this city. BYU, <laughs> as you mentioned, Jerem, off the top of the broadcast, both Let's the go. men's and women's teams in a five-seed scenario. Both teams will play on Friday for the first time in the history of BYU being involved in the West Coast Conference. Not ideal, per se, but we have talked at length about why we feel like both teams for the most part, are in a good scenario to potentially make a run, especially on the men's side. So my question for you as we kick off our coverage from BYU Sports Nation here at the Orleans Arena, is it get to semifinal Monday or bust for BYU basketball? I think bust is a appropriate word here. Normally it would be like, well, they can still do X, Y, Z. Let's talk about the men first. Um, Yes. Uh, I don't think BYU is getting to the NIT if they don't get to at least Monday. They might need to win Monday to get into the NIT. So absolutely there. But as we've talked about, BYU played San Diego and Portland once. You only played two teams once. It was those two. Um, And Portland did not have its top two players in Moses Wood and Tyler Robertson in that game, by the way, against BYU. So that could be interesting if Portland beats San Diego in the first men's game coming up tonight. And then you'd have LMU, who BYU beat by 28 at home in the last meeting. He lost by five along in January in L.A. LMU is certainly dangerous. They're the only team in the league that also beat Santa, uh, St. Mary's and Gonzaga, not named St. Mary's or Gonzaga. So that's, but that's the best road, right? You can get to Monday. BYU men can absolutely get to Monday. Then on the women's side, they are 14, or they are uh, one game above, uh, below 500. They're not making the WNIT. There's not a postseason situation for the women unless they make some kind of run and get to Tuesday and maybe have to win it. Um, we'll see because there's Gonzaga and Portland's good. And Gonzaga, it's one bid league with Gonzaga right now on the women's side. BYU split with Pepperdine and Santa Clara. They'll play the winner of that first game coming up in a couple hours yep. here on BYU TV. And then they play San Francisco, who they split with. But I like BYU against San Francisco. Yoana uh, Cremelia is the top scorer in the league. Got to shut her down. But he's got good defensive guards in the Kiwis, in Ariel Mackey Williams, sure. and Kaylee Smiley. San Francisco's so I like... a tough matchup on their home floor. They've been an entirely different squad anywhere but in their gym on the hilltop. And we'll see what BYU does. If I'm Lauren Gustin, and I'm maybe ticked about not being the WCC Player of the Year, I maybe take it out on some fools here. Yeah. And maybe if Nani Falatea takes care of the ball, BYU women's basketball is a very good team. So I, I think it is semifinal Monday or, or bust for both. They have to win tomorrow and Saturday. And if they get to Monday, I'm pleased with both of those teams. That, w- that would check the box for me. 
it would require a couple of actual victories by both teams to then get to a scenario where we feel like, hey, even if you lose on Monday, there is a moral victory in getting through the weekend. And it wouldn't even be a moral victory to me, per se, Spence. It would be like, yes, you are the five. You're technically supposed to bow out in the quarters by seeding. So you upset the four in the quarters, assuming you get there. Yeah. And then if you get to Monday... Especially for the men, let's go. You don't have a first-team all-conference guy. Like, you're not supposed to do this. But this BYU men's team, if they play the way they did Saturday, mm, they get to Monday easy. Based on what the BYU men's basketball team did against LMU and St. Mary's this season, what makes anybody think, oh, BYU won't make it a game? All of those games have been very close except for one, and that mm-hmm. is BYU blowing out LMU in Pro Bowl by 28 or 29. Okay, just just ran LMU out of the building, though LMU did not have their big rim protector. So things can change here on yes. the neutral court, right? So the personnel are a little bit different, but still. The matchups for BYU are favorable because of the success that they enjoyed against Portland and San Diego, albeit without those team stars. Yep. The matchups are favorable. So I feel like BYU should get to Monday, and then let's just see what happens. Anything goes in March, but it requires BYU to get to Monday. And how much will playing a couple of games in this arena help or maybe hurt BYU in that capacity going up against a fresh St. Mary's team on Saturday or on Monday, if they can get to that point. That's always an interesting conversation in this very unique WCC bracket. Yes, because uh, if you're St. Mary's, you get like 28 buys uh, until Monday, which is super fun. But uh, BYU gets one buy, right? Um, this is built so Gonzaga doesn't have to show up until next week. This is this is how this thing is structured. Okay? <laughs> and in the, in the Big 12, I mentioned it the other day, they go 4-6-4 four, four in terms of how many teams enter per day. Um, and so th- this is interesting to see. Ken Palm gives a percentage chance to make his certain rounds for the West Coast Conference teams. BYU a 78% chance to get to the quarters when Friday. Yep. That's fair. Uh, semifinals, 47% to get to the semifinals. That's higher than those, LMU. I would take those odds. Yes. They give BYU a better chance. Yeah, basically to win a game and beat LMU. BYU uh, has lost four of five, but the one they played last Saturday, if they can summon like 72% of that, they will get to the semifinal, Spence. I'm feeling good about BYU's chances here. The women are certainly contingent. I I feel like BYU is going to win tomorrow in women's, and then it's you got to take care of the ball, and you can't let Cremita go off for 30 on Saturday. That's The women have probably the most tricky potential matchup in the early rounds of this tournament. And it's based on what BYU did against Santa Clara. Santa Clara has yeah. uh, a woman named Tess Heal who has just absolutely amazing burst onto the scene. Freshman, like, newcomer of the year. She scored 39 points against BYU. 39! And lost, but Tess Heal and the Broncos won in Provo. It's about matchups. March is so much about matchups. I thought it was about brackets. Santa Clara is a a tough matchup for BYU for whatever reason, probably because they can extend BYU out beyond the arc. It's not just Tess Hill. It's a number of players who can shoot the three. But Santa Clara lost to Pepperdine five days ago, the team they're going to face today. So BYU fans, honestly, you should hope that Pepperdine beats Santa Clara again because Pepperdine would be a much better matchup 
yes. BYU tomorrow. Pepperdine beat BYU at home. BYU blew it. Blew it. Nine like, point lead with two lamp. minutes to go. Yeah, yeah, no. By the way, what if I told you both BYU teams were the one seed, and one of these teams had two first-team all-conference players, and the other had zero, and that the one was the women? Lauren Gustin and Nani Falatea were two of the top ten players in the league. BYU had zero on the men's, which we predicted. But both would finished happen, in fifth place. But both finished in fifth. So it's not like and BYU's two games below five hundred in the league. Granted they played two more games. or two fewer games. Sorry. So had they played two more, maybe they finished five hundred. Who knows? If you play Portland and San Diego twice, you're probably nine and nine for BYU, right? Instead of seven and nine. But it's it's just interesting to see. The women kind of come in with relatively more star power than the BYU men. Now, the BYU men, though, have a massive chip on their shoulder, which may benefit them in this tournament. Like, a Spencer Johnson type probably feels like, listen, I'm like second-team all-conference kind of in this place. I'm, I was honorable mention. Dallin Hall's on the freshman team. Foos was on the second team. These guys on Saturday, a few, like Rudy played like a first-team all-conference guy. If they can summon some of those performances, Foose was 17 Foose played like a first-team yes, all-conference guy. And all it t- we're not talking about winning this tournament, and we never really have. What we're talking about is getting to Monday. And then if you can get to Monday, you've got perhaps a one-game play into the NIT. Or, in your opinion, BYU is probably in the NIT, right? It's the just, play-in game versus LMU to get in the NIT. The play-in right? game is Saturday. <laughs> to me, the play-in game is Monday. But just make a run. Have that whatever motivation you need to find, find do it. it. Like Michael Jordan in the Last Dance, find it. Like gets a weird look from someone, and suddenly he's throwing up way more than he did beforehand. Certain athletes in certain spots are motivated by different things. For for Lauren Gustin, it might be that she wasn't Defensive Player of the Year, that they haven't played great because they're 500 team in league and and sub 500 overall. For the men, it's we aren't the team that lost four in a row. We're the team that showed up Saturday. And we're going to wreck some fools in the first two games, and then we're going to scare the crap out of St. Mary's on Monday and just see what happens. Jeremy, we agree. It is get to semifinal Monday for both BYU men's and women's basketball or bust. And there's a yep. literal sense to that as well, because if BYU men's basketball this is to make it the end, it's you're done if you like, don't get to Monday. No, like, the season's over. Like, locker clean yeah. out, you're not making the NIT. Our question of the day, answer the same question. Is it get to semifinal Monday or bust for the BYU men's and women's basketball teams in Las Vegas? At Ormsby Daniel on Instagram says, if BYU men's basketball has any shot at the NIT, they need to make at least the semifinals. Could not agree more. You think at least. I think they need to win Monday. And they might have to. But just get to Monday and we'll see. Yes, just get there. Women's basketball, he says, it would be helpful for a WNIT berth. They would probably, and here's the thing, Jeremy, it's, it's, they've probably played themselves out of a WNIT There's bid. There's no WNIT berth for the women. It's, it's, it's win this whole win thing and go to March Madness or, or nothing. Yeah. That's how I, we feel. So there is a bust element yep. to this. Yep. Weigh in, hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And the bust part is that at BYU, you expect to make at least the NIT every year. We, n- we never go, well, both it teams. was a good year. No, no, both despite, teams. Nope, it's not a good year if you don't at least make the NIT. BYU men's basketball is the five seed. They play the winner of San Diego and Portland coming up tomorrow night, 9 Eastern. You can watch that right here on BYU TV. Up next, the interim commissioner of the West Coast Conference, Connie Hurlbut, joins us. 
to tip off our coverage here in Las Vegas. What makes the 2023 edition of this tournament unique? This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live from the Studio Orleans, if you will. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We now welcome in to help us officially tip off our coverage of the West Coast Conference Tournament on BYUSN, the interim WCC Commissioner Connie Hurlbut. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks so much. It's great to be here with you today, and it's great with this great setup to showcase our tournament this year. I wish I had a coat like yours. I'm a little cold at it's the moment. It's chilly in I, here. I know they're gonna. We got. I've we, been here before, especially on Thursdays. You need to. <laughs> you need to layer up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we were seasoned vets, having yeah. been here for a long time. Uh, no, we don't have games for a couple hours. They'll turn on the right. Heat, whatever, exactly. How, how you feeling about this edition of this tournament, which certainly is unique in that it's the final one with the ten teams in BYU. Yep, we're feeling really great about it. I mean, it's been a fantastic season on both the men's and women's side, and to be able to join together in the culmination of the regular season and here and get get to our postseason we feel great our partners here are fantastic you know we're showcasing the arena i think our fans like it um we've got a couple extra things going on for our student athletes this year um you know the the you know it's be different next year our bracket will be different it'll be kind of fun and interesting to see what our administrators and presidents decide to do with that um but we're really excited about being back we've got our hall of honor back um that's that we haven't done that since 20 since before the pandemic so it's great to be able to showcase the um experiences and and amazing accomplishments of representatives of each of our 10 institutions. We have our first all-female class in that. Wow. It uh, was not at all mandated by the mm. conference that females be, fi- be um, selected this year. Um, but in light of the 50th anniversary of Title IX, it's a tremendous cool. statement for our conference and the fantastic female student-athletes that have mm. come through our doors. And, and we call a lot of those women's sports at BYU and in the league, and it's a great league for that. Uh, there's some tremendous athletes, some tremendous teams that come out of so the So many the legacies. Yeah. 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 I, I think it, it really is astonishing to some way to look at you know a non-power five conference like us um, with the amazing record we have of success at the NCAA level with so many of our sports we're not you know obviously basketball is a huge focus for the WCC but when you look at our ability to win national championships in women's soccer in men's golf in cross country um, it's a phenomenal record for us and we're very very proud of it hey women's volleyball uh, with BYU sure. in San Diego San in the Diego past the final four it's been incredible exactly. to watch it's really exciting well, we appreciate the upgraded seat. It was very kind <laughs> yeah, of nice. you this to grant us awesome. this set for our halftime and bridge shows and certainly to do some BYU Sports Nations. But you mentioned that there are some other different nuances. Um, what are the specifics of that? What's going to make this 2023 tournament different than years previous? Well, again, I think we're, we're going to be much more closer to capacity than we have now that COVID has fallen back. So I think we're going to have that amazing WCC energy in this building. And I'm really excited to have that back for our student athletes. Um, I think that, you know, we've, we've upgraded where we've got a tribute now to Bill Russell, which is part of our legacy and part of our commitment to social justice. Um, we're doing a little bit. I'm not going to give any real secrets away, but we're doing a couple <laughs> extra things to enhance the student athletes experiences when they get here. Um, and we're just excited to build on what is a good event and continuing to keep mm. it as a premier division one basketball tournament. Uh, Gloria Navarez uh, took the Mountain West Conference Commissioner job, so certainly your life has gotten busier. Um, What's it been like to sort of interact with the NCAA basketball tournament committees to lobby for your teams as many as possible? On the women's side, certainly feels like 
a one-bid league if Gonzaga's the champ. Portland, good season. Mm-hmm. Probably need to do some damage here. Mm-hmm. On the men's side, probably a two-bid league at this point, obviously, mm-hmm. with St. Mary's tremendous season and, yep. of course, the Zags. Yep. We spend a lot of time um, with our senior staff and our external team working with the NCAA men's and women's basketball tournament committees to um, make sure that the accomplishments of our teams are very well known. I think, you know, and, you know, I think we, we go out of our way to make sure we kind of understand why, at, on the women's side, Gonzaga's been the target. It's our job to make sure they understand, say, if a Portland or someone else mm-hmm. um, should win this weekend, um, understand more about that team so that they're seated appropriately. You can't you can't just all yes. of a sudden drop a name into a hat and have them say, oh, gosh, we didn't haven't really talked about, you know, Pepperdine that much. But we really try to make sure they have a, a broad understanding um, to a uh, you know, pretty good depth of our league so that we can, again, make sure our teams are positioned with the best pos- possible seed if they get in the tournament. And men's uh, Santa Clara and LMU are certainly mm. interesting. Um, Santa Clara has been a big surprise. Pajemski was unbelievable. Yeah. What amazing what an amazing add to that team. Yep. Yeah. Interim West Coast Conference Commissioner Connie Hurlbut is with us on BYU Sports Nation. We're live from the Orleans Arena. I know you probably can't answer the question, but I have to ask it because of obvious the departure of BYU. And with the growing popularity or uh, the growing status of the WCC, mm-hmm. there are a lot of schools that are knocking on your door. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are the expansion talks like for the West Coast Conference upon the departure of BYU next year? Um, so far, the the this is a presidential issue for the conference. This is where this is decided and determined. Um, and the last time there was significant conversation, the, t- the decision was at that point to remain a nine-team conference at this time. And, uh, you know, I, I can't speak for the entire organization. My boss is right there. I'll get in trouble. But I will. Um, <laughs> it's been an amazing fit the last uh, 12 years for BYU. And hopefully it's felt the same from the league, and, and, and I think we felt that. But it's been awesome. And we still have games to play, mm-hmm. certainly in baseball and softball and mm-hmm. basketball. But um, it, it's sort of emotional to come back here and feel like, oh, this is it. This is the last time. Yeah. We've been here for a dozen years. Yep. And it's fit, uh, obviously, in terms of private Christian institution, West Coast. It's just been awesome. Um, yeah. How has kind of the league um, dealt in this last year with like, hey, let's let's make sure we have a great year with BYU in the league? I appreciate you saying that because I, I, I think it, it's been a very strong two-way street from the, the institutions of the conference, the conference perspectives in BYU, tremendous partners, tremendous ad. Um, and it's been it's been wonderful. I think you know there's been it, the, the I can't say enough. I mean, again, they, they're so they're just so easy to work with and they're wonderful and we will miss them because I think they do bring something special to our league. Um, both again, because of the institutional fit and also obviously some of the, some of the successes they've had in so many sports that kind of make us stronger. Um, you know, I wish everybody the best on the way and it's certainly an understandable decision. And, um, my son's a TCU grad, so I'm not sure how much I'll be rooting on the Cougs, but <laughs> I'll do what I can when I can. And it's funny because there's certain places where we've learned, hey, it's hard to win. We may not want to schedule that game. In Moraga? I don't want to be ready to play in Moraga. It's hard <laughs> yeah. to win in Moraga. You know what I mean? Sure. But if a neutral site St. Mary's came up again at some point, yeah, yeah. that sounds I, 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 I think those, I think those yeah. relationships are grounded. As mm-hmm. you said, you can't, you can't interact with those institutions and those teams for that long and not have a sense of whether you want those relationships to continue. Yeah. And, and you got to play the hard games on the road. You got to you got to do that. And frankly, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And frankly, there are certain sports where we we will actually miss the WCC more than going to the Big Twelve. Like women's soccer, women's soccer is amazing. Yes. like the Big Twelve is good. It's not as good as no, the right, WCC. Right. There are certain sports like that. Yeah, yeah, our institutions have committed to a lot to national prominence in a wide range of sports, and I think that's what one of the things that makes the WCC so special. 
So I, I joked with Gloria Navarez a, a number of years. Again, she has now moved on to the Mountain West. We wish her the best. But she would always say, Spencer, once the games tip off on Thursday, I can just have this collect like this big sigh of like, okay, we're here. The game, the games are got going. to the game. Yeah. Do you feel the same way? Not like, till Tuesday. Night. Not until Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> not until Tuesday night. There's something good about being here, but I don't get that deep breath till Tuesday night. <laughs> What's your favorite part about this whole? experience i think the energy in the building you know i think you know when when we when our even just yesterday for practice you know when we had our eight teams in for their practices the teams that are competing today um there's just a a strong energy and there's a you know it's just it's exciting and i think again we go into this tournament with some real big questions about who's going to walk out with a trophy on on tuesday and that makes it more exciting it's never guaranteed, and no. that's what makes it beautiful. You kind of walk in thinking the Zags win it, you know, just, but you yep. never know. Never, never guaranteed. Know. Yep. Uh, well, you've done a fantastic job in a very unique scenario, and we appreciate you spending some time with us and giving us some great insight. Thanks so much. Again, it's great Thanks, to have Heather. you here, and we're really excited about this, your upgrade. Hey, thank let's you. go. Upgraded, Upgraded seats. Yes, Upgraded seats at yeah. no cost, right? For Spencer, this is normal <laughs> on a plane, not for oh, me. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we've got uh, four live games today, live from the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas, coming up. Uh, at, uh, coverage begins at 3 Eastern. we got Santa Clara and Pepperdine, women's first-round action, 7-10 game St. Mary's LMU. After that, men's first round tonight, Portland and San Diego. Winner plays BYU tomorrow. Pacific and Pepperdine in the 7-10. Four games today, baby. Let's go. Absolutely. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, uh, we're going to take a look at the West Coast Conference Awards again. Do, do you guys have any beef with any of this? Because I know some BYU people are <laughs> got their their feathers ruffled. We'll be back with more on BYU Sports Nation from the Orleans Arena. Why do they have feathers? <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation to interact with the show and get content throughout the day. Follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. We're, we're good to call this the Vegas Bayou, right? I'm because just going the, there. Because I'm just going Orleans there. Arena? Yeah. I mean, you can go out and there's like some alligators with some trumpets and stuff. <laughs> you know what's funny? As much as we've been here, we don't really actually hang out like in the casino. Man, a little bowling, a little movie theater occasionally. But, like, the first two days, you and I are in here until, like, 10 o'clock at night. This is where we hang this out. Is where, people are like, this dude, is, Vegas. This so is where we are. We're working all day. We're yeah. here to work. And then Saturday night, we can actually go out a little bit. But that's when BYU is going to uh, beat LMU. So we'll so be here again. Arena. We'll be we're here just again. Chilling. Just chilling. Welcome back to the show. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. It's legit cold. It is cold in here. Like, it, they'll turn it up a little bit later, right? we got we got to warm it up both like literally in the uh, arena and go ahead anchor boy and go ahead anchor boy right now as we whip it cougar whip round presented by Maersk your e-commerce logistics shipping partner let's bring the heat with some hot takes it may be cold outside but inside it's heat no <laughs> I didn't say that do you have any beef with the West Coast Conference Awards yes tell me Lauren Gustin should be clearly clearly I think she's the best player in the league. I do too. Just she just played on the fifth we, place team. We talked. Yeah, if BYU's in third, I think she wins. She's the best player in the league. Yeah, she's been the most dominant. Yeah. Tell me what other player in the league is like in national conversations, and what other team has a player that's in? I mean, the Katrina McLean Award is given to the best power forward in basketball, right? Yes, I call it the Lauren McLean Award, but that's just me. And like, well, there's no other player 
like Lauren Gustin or on an award like mid-season award watch list, like late-season award yes. watch list, like her. You just can't be 500 in the league. And that's the problem. Like that, yeah. So and, yeah, and so that's a bummer. But like I said, I think she uses this in this tournament, and it's like, hey, have you ever seen 30 rebounds in a game? You're about to. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. So yeah. A little beef. Not a huge beef. A little beef. Like a ramen amount? Yes. Yeah. Something yeah. like, something like, a like that. like that. All right. On a scale of 1 to 10, and this is impressive. Just how impressive, however, is this video of BYU defensive back Chica Ibunoha squatting, Jerem? It, it's really impressive because this dude's a, a cornerback. He's six foot 180. I don't know the exact number on there. That's a lot of plates. But, but like... I think Tijon Karoma's like, t- t- yeah, when the bar bends like that, Tijon Karoma's probably giving the salute. You know what I'm saying? That's impressive. That's unbelievable. It's got to be like 500 pounds. If the bar's bending, my goodness. Listen, Chica didn't play a, a bunch last year. He, he might after that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might see the that alone. Yeah. All right, you've earned some reps. And you're a starter. Uh, Houston released a video of the Big 12 patch being sewn on their football uniforms. Are we jealous? A little, right? <laughs> I, I want to be the first. It came from Uniswag and BYU won Uniform of the Year. We, so we should be the first. Do we think BYU's already put the Big 12 on? Well, does here's the thing. Was this staged? They're not already doing their unis for next year, right? It's It's March? They don't need them till September. Or do they wear them for their spring game? Are they wearing actual unis for the spring game? Will maybe. Will spring game uniforms at BYU have any type of scrimmage? Sorry, spring scrimmage. Kind of. Will spring scrimmage uniforms or practices have any type of Big Twelve insignia? Will the Big Twelve logo be on the field? Yes, I believe. Yes, yes. for the spring scrimmage. Both. The Mountain West Conference has. Promised, and yeah, I know you love these. I too. love a good tease of big news because then you can just imagine it way bigger and better than what it is. You love, I hate it. Yeah, this is one of Jeremy's number one pet peeves. It, MWC promises some big news coming today in the tweet. BYU fans quickly took to replying with shots at Utah. Jeremy, do Cougar fans enjoy trolling Utah or the Mountain West Conference more? They're not trolling the Mountain West here. They're trolling the Utes. Uh, congrats, Utes. The Utes will be thrilled. <laughs> It's just so petty. <laughs> tell me, so petty. listen. Tell me how this is like one of the funnest like times, right, for BYU fans because of the Pac-12 TV deal. Like yes. BYU fans are eating this up. Yes, it's 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 the videos that come out on like gas station TVs, like Utah and Oregon today. <laughs> you never on want gas to be station, on, on the gas TV when I'm at Maverick. GS I don't want to be. TV. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, gas station television. Oh, gas station television. Brian Santiago just walked through the portal and, and gave us a shout nice, out. Nice, nice. That's my backup career move if this doesn't work out. Gas GS GS TV. Hey, BYU baseball opens a home season today at Miller Park against Omaha. 5 Eastern Time on the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. What are the steps to a successful BYU women's basketball run to at least Monday in Las Vegas? We'll ask head coach Amber Whiting next. She joins us on BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. That's where I'll be. 
Welcome back to BYU Sports Station. We are live in the Studio Orleans, courtside for the first time in the history of BYU Sports Nation. It only took us 13 years to figure that out. Alongside Jerem Jordan, <laughs> I am Spencer Linton. Great to be here. It is great to be here, yeah. and it's great to have BYU women's basketball head coach Amber Whiting joining us over Zoom as her team prepares to make Amber's first venture into the West Coast Conference Tournament. Coach, we'll get to the potential matchups here in just a moment, but at this juncture, how would you explain the mentality of your team coming off another tough loss and riding a losing streak into a tournament where it's March and anything goes? Um, we, I've tried to talk to my women about changing that mindset. Cause we didn't, yeah, we took tough losses, but that's over, right? It's March. March is everyone. Everyone is zero, zero. So let's go. And certainly it's going to be fun. Uh, you're preparing for Pepperdine or Santa Clara, which will be the first game of the day. Certainly you have your eyes on that. What's the uh, day like in terms of practice and travel to get down here for tomorrow's game? Um, we're going to just do things normal this morning, have film, practice, and then get ready to go because we leave, I believe, at 3 o'clock. Um, but then so we'll be able to have watched the game and kind of prepare our minds of what's going on down there when we get there. Um, but it's really important for my girls to just lock in today of, you know, either game plan that we have and just be able to go. What makes preparing for a tournament like this and the March madness scenario if you will starting at the beginning of a conference tournament it's fun like i have loved being able to just get in the war room with my coaches and like strategize of you know we did this last time with them we did this last time with them how does it correlate how can we pick up so we've watched you know i've even had it down to the guy squad they're yellow for one team green for another team so then they can differentiate the different game plans um, but it's fun. It's fun to just be able to, you know, it's, this isn't when the magic happens. And so March is like, I don't know if you are a basketball player, coach, whatever, this is when you get excited. So let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, that firsthand uh, being part of the sweet 16 team for BYU making a run in March is really special. And everything you do this year certainly is the first for you, right? As a division one coach. So how are you and the staff approaching what is uh, your first and last, in this case, in the West Coast Conference, at least, uh, tournament in Las Vegas? And it's not like you haven't coached in tournaments before, but now here you come in uh, as a D1 coach. Um, actually, like the X's and O's part, I feel like, are pretty um, similar. Like you're strategizing with your coaching staff, which is, I mean, normal compared to any other level. And so, and then we've had, I've played three games in three days. I've played six games in three days. I mean, whatever we, we've had. Um, you just have to be able to tune out a lot of the noise and the extra stuff and just focus on the task at hand. And you have to take one game at a time. That's really, really important. One, you know, one day at a time, one hour at a time. So it doesn't overwhelm you. Amber Whiting, the head coach of BYU Women's Basketball, is on BYU Sports Nation. The first game of the tournament happens to feature the two teams that will play for an opportunity to match up with you tomorrow at the Orleans Arena, Santa Clara and Pepperdine. Let's discuss both of those teams, starting with Santa Clara. What makes them a unique uh, team to prepare for as you get ready for the tournament? Um, Santa Clara is really good, and they're explosive. Tess Hill, who is their fresh, the freshman of the year, 
Um, she's really came on the scene and made some noise. And so we got to make sure we're taking care of her. And she is a good driver, a good finisher, a good shooter. Like she has it all. Um, they also have some bigs that can shoot. And so we got to make sure that we're, you can't just sit in the paint. You got to get out and guard them. And so there's several things that make them um, who they are. And so we just have to, and it, they're different from Pepperdine. And so we just need to make sure that we're focusing on the things that we can control with them. Um, we split with both teams. So it's, you know, it's whoever wants it more at that point. Okay. And then what makes Pepperdine unique and different to prepare for? Um, they have a really, really good shooter, Stedman, and they also have some guards that can get downhill. Um, they have bigs that finish around the basket really well. So they're, and they're not, they're not like a pick and pop type team. So we got to make sure that we are taking care of the paint, the one-on-one post defense, stuff like that. What did you think of the all-conference selections from your team and where they were put? <laughs> you would go there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to be nice right now. And I, <laughs> uh, Lauren is leading the nation in rebounds, men and women. So stats don't lie. Um, so I have my issues with that, but she was first team. Um, and Nani is first team too, and she brought it every single game. And, you know, she had a lot on her shoulders this season and handled it. So I was happy that she made what she made. Um, yeah. Did you feel like uh, Lauren should have been, obviously, defensive player of the year by herself and player of the year in the conference? Um, for sure, defensive player of the year. You know, I feel like when you get player of the year, you've got to win. Um, so we should have done better with that to help her do that. Um, but defensive player for sure. Does she utilize this or will she utilize this in any way, do you think, to drive her even more? She's already a super driven athlete. Um, I don't, I mean, if she does use it, for, she's going to use it for motivation, of course, right? But I think Lowe just, she shows up every day. Like I can't. I mean, I, it's hard to get more out of her when she brings it every single day. And so, like, there's, I mean, days that I don't know that there's very many off days in my head for her. Um, so, yeah, if she uses it, it's definitely for motivation. And if not, she, I think she just wants to win, though. That's my thing with her. And so that's what's always been really good about her. She just wants to win. What's your life like right now as you have your daughter on the roster, obviously, and then Jace is doing a really nice job off a of mission as a freshman to Boise State. Most of your tweets at this point are retweets of Jace Whiting content, right? <laughs> He's having a great freshman year. What's life like right now as uh, not only a coach, but obviously a mother uh, of basketball players? Um, Amari's been in therapy and rehab and doing all of her stuff. And so she's been really working hard that way. It's nice to have her voice in the gym um, and just like her support. Uh, I mean, when you do it with, and she knows me, she knows like when, you know, I have a certain look on my face, like it's not going to be a good day. Um, but, and then Trent, like we're eating, breathing, sleeping basketball. That's really normal for our family anyway. Um, and Jace, I'm really proud of him. I, I mean, they just beat San Diego, which was awesome. And just being able, Trent was down there for that game. And so, and they stormed the court. It was awesome. But then I was just, I got to FaceTime him while he was in the locker room and just, 
I don't know, feel his energy. Like it's just so fun to feel. And but we have our weekly Sunday night family FaceTime so that we can all talk and catch up. And I called him last night. I was wanting him to give me all the stories, you know. And he's like, Mom, I'm tired. Like <laughs> So I'll, we'll catch up sometime after season when we can all just have no phones, no, you know, distractions and just rehash. Now, obviously, Amari's coming off a pretty significant knee injury, and you mentioned she's in rehab and, and trying to get healthy. What's the timetable for her to be 100% so that she can be ready to go with BYU women's basketball next year and you're one of the Big 12? Um, She had surgery in October, so her, like, full go is, like, July-ish. Um, but we're just taking our time. It's more important right now for her, the strength, um, and to make sure that she's feeling that good and they both line up and they're good equally. Um, so, I mean, Jeff and Steven have been doing a great job and that was the whole point in bringing her here early in January so that she could be with them. And yeah, she's killing it. And I don't, I don't get a lot of like the hands-on or get to be able to see her a lot as far as that's going. Um, but I saw her, I heard her laugh and it's, a contagious laugh and it's a loud laugh and I had to look down the other day and she's jump roping for the first time and she was like you would have thought I don't know they gave her a new car but she, <laughs> she was so excited so that's good to see in here that's awesome most of us uh, don't look forward to jump roping uh, but in that case coming off an ACL certainly that's a celebration a moment what's your favorite uh, you mentioned March is magical what's your favorite March moment in, uh, in your basketball life Ooh, I love the upsets. Like, so when I used to teach, um, I would give, you know, all my students like the brackets and we would all fill them out and I'd put them on the board and I would pull up March Madness on my overhead and we would watch it um, every class, all class. But like the upsets, that's what's the funnest part for me. I just love being able to watch those and I, you know, cheer for underdogs and yeah. What, so what class you did you teach, by the way? U.S. history. We would have wanted to be history. in Mrs. Whiting's class yeah. in U.S. history because we would have just watched March Madness all day. That would have been awesome. You've just established yourself as the greatest teacher in the history. Of all time. Of United of States school. Edu higher education. <laughs> uh, people didn't know what it was. Like I remember passing it out and somebody's like, what's March Madness? I was like, no, you don't get one. <laughs> you get an F. <laughs> Coach, it's uh, great to have you on the show. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for your approaching elimination game tomorrow in the Orleans Arena. And uh, we hope you have a fantastic practice. Safe travels down to Las Vegas, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. Amber Whiting, BYU M Mrs. women's Whiting. basketball head coach, history teacher, BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, what, uh, yeah, my my favorite teacher was uh, Mr. Cabanillas. He won the Deseret News 10K like every year. He was awesome, and he would just drink all the soda you could ever consume, and he'd be like, "That's a misnomer. Like I'm a runner and I drink soda all the time." So he was just like, and I was in cross country. He was crushing that idea, right? And I was like, "Dude, Mr. Cabanillas is awesome." We'd watch Selena. We'd watch all these like, you know. Uh, Spanish-speaking, Hispanic films and everything. It was awesome. But Mrs. Whiting with the bracket, and you're just watching the games? Oh, amazing.
I remember having to take my yellow Walkman. Do you remember the yeah. yellow-based Walkman series? Okay. I don't remember yellow specifically, but Walkman, okay. yeah. And I would have I would have to sneak as a middle school student like one. <laughs> How did you like? Oh, I like had like this. But like the, it's not an AirPod where it goes no, just no, in your ear. But it's maneuvered through your clothing, right? Like I but had it's a, a big metal thing. Clip. No, 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 no. You no, just like, did the one ear. I had it was it was shaped like an AirPod, but it just had a cable. Oh, it okay. didn't have the big... No. Okay, you just stick yeah. it in there, so you're listening ex- to the exactly game. Right. Like, like radio. Just to get scores and stuff. Yeah. This is before we figured out that, you know, we should probably just have all these games streaming whenever. We should, like, be able to watch video. Yes. Like, not just, uh, okay, you can watch games on CBS and there are no other networks. So whatever CBS puts on, oh, that's right, what right, you right. see. How much more enjoyable would the Pioneer Trek have been with phones? <laughs> would have been way better, right? It always comes back to the pioneer. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> you don't have to walk the plane, Spencer, to be a pioneer. Uh, Five-seed BYU Women's Basketball Opens West Coast Conference Tournament play tomorrow, as we mentioned. Three Eastern time on BYU TV. They play either Santa Clara or Pepperdine. They split with both those teams. Elimination game tomorrow. And BYU is probably not a WNIT team. That's a season-keeps-going kind of game. They're hoping to traverse successfully. Well done. <laughs> Through the bracket. Up next, it's a top five Thursday as we look at the top West Coast Conference Tournament individual performances in BYU basketball history. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU Radio apps, which you're going to need to consume this tournament. Uh, also, BYUtv.org slash WCC to find all of the games should you want to watch them. And, of course, we've got BYU men and women's basketball games tomorrow on BYU TV. If the women make it all the way to the championship game, we have them through the semifinals. Now, typically, we have Top 5 Tuesday. Yeah. But because uh, Dave McCann and I talked too much on Tuesday, and then we were like, ask oh, about that. conveniently, uh, it's about the West Coast Conference Tournament, so we should just make it Top 5 Thursday. Yeah. Come on right? now, let's go. Come on. It is Top 5 Thursday with the Top 5 WCC Tournament individual performances by BYU basketball players. Start on us this off. court, number 5, Paisley Harding's spectacular performance in the 2021 semifinal game against San Francisco. 23 points, 7 rebounds, 4 steals as the Cougars dismantled San Francisco 85-55. At number 4, rewind to March 9th of 2015. The NCAA men's basketball triple-double king Kyle Collinsworth led BYU to an 84-70 win over Portland in that semifinal. Collinsworth scored 13 points, had 14 rebounds, dished out 11 assists, which brought him his 6th triple-double of that season. And in that moment, he tied the NCAA record. Pretty awesome. Number three, after defeating number one ranked Gonzaga the previous week, Eric Mika pulled some magic out of his hat in the 2017 nail-biter matchup against LMU. Had 25 points, eight rebounds, four assists as the Cougars got to the semifinals, defeating Portland 89-81. Check that, LMU. Number two, enter Brenna Chase Drollinger with her remarkable performance against Gonzaga in the 2019 tournament championship game. Chase was on fire! Chase was on the case. Five points, seven threes. BYU dominated the Zags by 14, 82-68 to win that conference championship. 
And at number one, Yoli Child's legendary 2018 outing against St. Mary's in the semis, complemented by teammate Elijah Bryant, who had 25. Child dropped 33 a career high at the time. Led the Cougars to a remarkable win over Jock Landale, who's on the Phoenix Suns now. Mm-hmm. And the Gales in front of a great gathering of Cougar Nation at the Orleans Arena. Oh, it's fun, isn't it? I just, I just want more more good basketball. Will we see a top five performance? Come on! From, say, a Lauren Gustin, like a 20 and a 20 or Does something. Does she go for a 20-20? Absolutely, like, she enters that well, conversation. Rudy Williams put up, uh, you know, 28 in a game. We've seen that this year. Uh, we'll see, man. BYU might need something spectacular to make this interesting as five seeds. It might need something spectacular for both teams to get to Monday. Just to get to Monday. Just get to Monday, yeah. Win two games. Let's go. Our question of the day. Is it? Get to semifinal Monday or bust for both the BYU men's and women's basketball teams in Las Vegas. Caleb McKay on Instagram answers, yes, I expect nothing more, nothing less. There's never an excuse to not get to the semifinals in the West Coast Conference. I I agree. For the Zags, it's like they just show up in the semis. Um, For BYU, it's like you have to get to at least the semis. Absolutely. Or it feels uber disappointing, right? Yeah, we said or bust. A little dramatic, typically. I agree. I, I think that these seasons will have been disappointing for both teams if they don't at least get to the semifinals. This is the final run in the WCC, too. You don't want to go Come out on. like this. Come on! Yeah, yeah, no, get to the semis, and then we kind of change um, the paradigm a little bit when we go to the Big 12. And on the men and women's side, it's probably like, at least on the men, it's like, hey, win a game, and then you see what happens. Caleb continues, probably the last time BYU will get past the quarterfinals for a couple of years. That's ha-ha. What, that's a, ha, 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 little tear of excitement. Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX, Healthcare Elevated. Rama on Twitter, not sure what the handle is, but they're going by Rama. Unless BYU wins the tournament, it's a bust. Whoa. Sorry, getting, what? Getting to the postseason should be the minimum expectation every year. What is the postseason? Is the NIT qualified, though? That's could, supposed to They could potentially do that. They just get yeah, to Monday. Totally. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Goes to the all-conference performers from BYU. Congratulations to everybody on the men and women's side. Uh, Well-deserved. And perhaps Lauren Gustin deserved more. Yep. She sure did. Our thanks to today's guest, Connie Hurlbutt, the acting commissioner of the West Coast Conference, and Amber Whiting, head coach of BYU Women's Hoops. Sorry to Dennis. We ran out of time. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Chalet Salmon. Hey, it's all day basketball on BYU.